What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese, the Week 12 preview. The Packers are hosting the Los Angeles Rams, a huge NFC matchup taking place at Lambeau Field on Sunday. So much to get into. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Weekly Cheese. Super Bowl! 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 What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese. I'm your host, Joe Ivan. Got Chris here. He's in the corner. He'll be giving you his picks of the week later on in the show. But for now, we got a lot to break down. The Packers, the 8-3 and Green Bay Packers, are hosting the 7-3 and Los Angeles Rams, who are coming off of a bye and will most definitely be bringing their A game I mean, not only to avenge last year's humiliating divisional round performance in Lambeau Field, but also to get their season back on track. They started the season so hot, losing one game over their first eight, and they lost their fir- their last two games before the bye, and they got blown out by the 49ers on Monday Night Football right before their bye last week. So they need to get their season back on track. They're in the toughest division in the league. And it's a huge game on Sunday for the NFC playoff picture. Going to get right into it. There's a bunch of key matchups to look at. I mean, this is clearly a battle of two titans in the NFC. The Rams and the Packers are both Super Bowl contenders, true Super Bowl contenders, and the win the outcome of this game could have significant say in the playoff seating uh things are tight up there at the top of the NFC standings right now the packers and the cardinals just keep passing that number 1 seed back and forth to one another but the rams are right there the cowboys are right there the buccaneers are in the mix it's anyone's conference right now in sunday's game is going to play a huge factor into how everything shakes out once the season is all said and done. But yeah, a bunch of key matchups to get into, and let's just jump right into it. The matchup everyone talks about each time these teams match up last year in the playoff game, it was basically the only thing people could talk about all week. And once again, it is in the headlines, obviously, the Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey Matchup, uh, Devontae versus Ramsey, V 2.0 right now. Uh, last year, Devontae finished the game with nine catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown against the Rams, and forced Jalen Ramsey to have a complete and utter emotional meltdown on the sideline after he humiliated him with a goal line motion. Everyone remembers the play. Beautiful touchdown. Um, and obviously, this is an exciting matchup for the pundits to talk about, considering just the sheer star power that these two players have. But in my opinion, it really isn't even a true matchup. Uh, Besides the fact that Devontae Adams will win that matchup each and every time they have a one-on-one with one another, 
Jalen Ramsey doesn't follow NFL receivers around the field. He, he usually sticks to his side, and you rarely see him following a team's number one guy around the, around the formation. And Devontae lines up literally all over the place. So, yeah, it's a fun matchup to talk about, and I'm sure there's going to be a couple of cool moments of some chirping going on between the two, the two gentlemen. And, and I am positive that Devontae Adams, just like last year, is going to have a great game. And he will win that quote-unquote matchup against Jalen Ramsey if Aaron Rodgers is given the time, which brings up what, in my opinion, is the most important matchup of the day for the Green Bay Packers, and that's the entirety of their offensive line, but more specifically, the interior trio. Uh, Last year, Aaron Donald came into Lambeau Field with hurt ribs. Uh, I don't know if everyone out there remembers, but against the Seahawks in the wildcard round, Donald got hurt, and then there was rumors that he wasn't going to be even playing against the Packers. He did suit up, and he was good to go for the game. He played. Before the game, Jay Glazer was on the Fox countdown, and he had this special Kevlar attachment in his hands that supposedly was going to keep Aaron Donald completely comfortable at Lambeau Field for that divisional round matchup. Obviously, the Kevlar did not work, um, and he got absolutely dominated by Elton Jenkins. There's really no other way to put it. He got shut down by Big E, uh, so much so that Aaron Donald picked up a personal foul for unnecessary roughness. He was grabbing Elton Jenkins' face mask after a play a la DK Metcalf a couple weeks back against Henry Black there. Um, And he might have had the worst game of his career, Aaron Donald, uh, during the divisional round last year. He finished with one tackle and just a single quarterback pressure. But with that being said, he is one of the most ferocious defensive linemen the league has ever had, and he is healthy right now and having a great season. Uh, He has 45 tackles, six sacks, and nine tackles for a loss. And unfortunately, Elton Jenkins will not be suited up this time around, and, and he won't be around for a while. And the interior trio of Runyon, Patrick, and perhaps most significantly, Royce Newman will have to be the ones to face Aaron Donald's wrath. You know he had this game circled on his schedule, Aaron Donald, after leaving Lambeau Field in tears last year. This was immediately circled once his schedule was was released, and he has been planning to attempt and to exact his revenge against Elton Jenkins. Unfortunately, Elton won't be there to dominate him once again. And I truly believe Royce Newman is going to be the number one target for Aaron Donald on Sunday. Royce Newman has had a solid season playing right guard for the Packers. And although Aaron Donald moves around the the, the whole entire line and he matches up with everyone along that interior uh, trio with the way Royce Newman has been playing and the and the mistakes he has shown specifically in the pass protection department 
I think Aaron Donald sees an opportunity to really wreck the game by lining up right over Royce Newman almost every single time. Um, that interior trio of Runyon, Patrick, and Newman need to come ready to play because they have their hands full. Aaron Donald is no joke, and if they let him, he will single-handedly dominate the game. Unfortunately, Elton Jenkins is not the only big name that's going to be missing from the Packers' offensive line. Obviously, David Bakhtiari still is not ready to return from his ACL injury. Um, so with both Jenkins and Bach being out, the Packers will be relying on none other than Yash Nyman to come in and protect Aaron's blind side in what's going to be his fourth career NFL start. In his first three starts, he gave up five pressures and, th and two sacks and did a great job of blocking Nick Boza week three against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he did a so solid job throughout his three starts, but his first start against the Niners was easily his best performance. He nullified Nick Boza, which is no easy feat. And on Sunday, he will have his hands full once again. He's going to be facing off against second-year edge rusher Terrell Lewis, who has 21 pressures and three sacks on the season. And I also wouldn't be shocked to see Von Miller line, line up over Yash throughout the game. Von Miller is recently acquired by the LA Rams, and he'll be looking to make an impact play or two on Sunday. And lining up against Yosh would only make a guy of Von Miller's caliber foam at the mouth, I'd assume. But I believe Yash will be able to get the job done. Uh, and hopefully we'll be seeing Yash bust out a couple more of those sweet robot moves as the Packers are dancing in the end zone all day Sunday afternoon. Uh, and on the defensive side of the ball, the Packers, they need to get after Matt Stafford and make him uncomfortable. They need to bring out the reckless gunslinger side of Matt Stafford and force him to throw the ball in tight windows under pressure and get it out of his hands quickly. Uh, luckily, the Packers, it does seem that the Packers will have Rashawn Gary back in the lineup, which is great news for the Packers' defense, which was only able to suit up three edge rushers last week. Um, Rashawn is obviously the team's top pass rusher this season. 46 pressures, six sacks. Uh, last year against the Rams, he had a Dominant game, I believe he left with a sack and a half, and he was just making making plays all over the field. And although he may not be at full force on Sunday, having him out there is a huge plus, and he could easily make some impact plays when facing off against the Rams' right tackle, Rob Havenstein, who I believe is second worst on the teams in terms of pressures given up. And on the left side of their offensive line, the Rams have Andrew Whitworth, who last year in the divisional round matchup had a horrible game. He was getting beat literally from the beginning whistle to the final play. Andrew Whitworth was horrendous. Uh, I honestly thought it was going to be his final game. The man is getting up there in age. I believe he turns 40 next month. But with that being said, he's having a solid season. Um, and it's going to be up to Preston Smith to win that matchup all game on Sunday. 
But even with Preston returning to the lineup, and who knows how many snaps he's going to get due to his elbow injury, the Packers still have depth issues at the edge rusher position. I mean, Goli had a decent performance getting activated from the practice squad last week. He did about as much as you could ask for from a practice squad activation. And we know what we get with John Garvin. Mike Smith said it best a couple weeks ago when he said there's nothing flashy about Garvin, but he's a hard-nosed and smart player. And and that is true, but the truth of the matter is when when Garvin's out there or Goli's out there, they just do not generate pressure. And with Rashawn Gary potentially being on a snap count and Preston really being the guy that's relied upon to make the plays off the edge, the Packers are going to continue to rely on the interior of their defensive line to generate pressure. Um, And they've done so all season long. Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry have combined for 68 pressures and six sacks this season. And they're going to need to do it again on Sunday. They're going to need to get after Matt Stafford. And fortunately for them, they're taking on an interior offensive line for the LA Rams that have given up over 50 pressures this season alone. So, Kenny Clark is going to have a great day. He he dominates every single center that he matches up with. He's done it for 10 straight games this year. And I have no doubt he will do the same on Sunday. Uh, pressure is the key to victory for this Packers defense. Uh, if Matt Stafford has as much time in the pocket as Kirk Cousins had last week, the Packers secondary is going to be in trouble. Cooper Cup is on pace to have no lie, no exaggeration, perhaps the greatest single season in wide receiver history. Uh, I believe he is on track to either match or break Calvin Johnson's single season records. And Chris, you could correct correct me if I'm wrong there. But the fact is, Cooper Cup is an absolute beast this season. And if... Matt Stafford's comfortable. He's just going to tear up this Packers secondary. We saw it last week against the Vikings, and there's no reason to think the same won't happen against the Rams. Uh, Chandon Sullivan is going to have his hands full. Cooper Cup lines up in the slot over 66% of the time, and Chandon Sullivan has not been great this season. He was brought back on a one-year sort of prove-it situation by the Packers, and he has not had the best season so far. Uh, Opposing quarterbacks, they have a 71% completion percentage when targeting Chandon Sullivan, and he's given up a team-high 190 yak this season, which is unacceptable. And I did just get confirmation that Cooper Cup is, in fact, on track to break Calvin Johnson's single-season record by one receiving yard. So it's needless to say that Chandon Sullivan is going to need to come ready to play. And the same goes for the rest of the Green Bay Packers cornerbacks. I mean, I was looking at the injury report today, the final injury report, and it appears that Kevin King will be out uh, with a hamstring, I believe. Who knows at this point? It's getting really frustrating, uh, Kevin King missing a game Nearly every three weeks, it's like he's two on, one off. Um, He just can't seem to stay on the field, even when he does come back and puts together a few good performances. He goes down with these injuries that I can't even recall 
watching happen. I don't know if they happen in practice or if he has an odd posture when he's sleeping at night. Who knows when these injuries are going down, but uh, it is what it is. The Packers will be without Kevin King, and they'll be relying on Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas to protect the perimeters. I'm sure both of these guys are going to look to get back on track after last week's rough performance against the Minnesota Vikings, um, and they're going to need to. The Rams have a talented wide receiver room, even with even Robert with Woods. Robert Woods being hurt. They have Cooper Cup, obviously. And then they have Von Jefferson and newly acquired Odell Beckham Jr. So Stokes and Douglas will have their hands full on the outside. Um, and Shannon Sullivan's going to need to mark Cooper Cup and try to limit him to the best of his abilities. But it all comes down to the pass rush. If Matt Stafford has time to work in that pocket, it could be a very long day for this Green Bay Packers secondary. Um, but if he is pressured, there will be opportunities for the secondary to make game-changing plays like they have all season long. They're a good unit if the front seven is doing their job and applying pressure to the quarterback. As soon as the quarterback has time to work in that pocket and breathe and plays have time to develop, that's when this secondary starts getting cooked. It just simply cannot happen, and it all starts up front on both sides of the ball. It starts up front. I believe the Packers will get it done, and they're going to get it done in a similar fashion that they got it done earlier this year when taking on the Cardinals and the Seahawks. That That is running the ball, controlling the time of possession, and keeping the other team's offense off the field that is the key to victory Aaron Jones did practice in a limited capacity all week long and he'll be a game time decision but either way if he's a go or if he is a not a go A.J. Dillon is going to need to pound the rock three four yards a clip and move the ball methodically down the field Aaron Rodgers has been battling the toe injury obviously he made headlines even more this week with the COVID toe, what have you, and the, the showing his toe to the press, whatever. Bottom line is the guy's got a fractured toe, and he's in pain. He did not practice again this week, but as we saw against the Vikings, that doesn't mean much. The guy doesn't need to practice in order to have an amazing game. But with that being said, the Packers do need to start faster than they did last week it cannot take them a quarter and a half two quarters to get going on the offensive side of the ball the Rams are not the Minnesota Vikings they have a solid defense that will not blow a lead late in a game they're not the Vikings they're much better and a slow start cannot occur on Sunday it's not a given that the Packers will be able to work out of it like it is when you're taking on a team like the Minnesota Vikings. The Packers need to control the ball, control the time of possession, and keep Matt Stafford on the sideline. If they do that, I believe they will come away with a victory at home, despite all the injuries they have suffered this season. The Packers have been without 11 starters throughout this entire 2021 season, and they sit atop the NFC at 8-3. Sunday's game against the Rams 
is huge. Major playoff implications on the line. This game could come down to the difference between a one seed and a three seed, uh, a two seed and a four seed, uh, a first round bye, or a wild card game on the road for both of these teams. And I think the Packers are going to get it done. My prediction, Packers win 31-24. Mark it. That's going to do it for this pregame preview. But before we go, obviously, got to send it over to Chris in the corner for this week's segment of Chris's Corner. Let's hear what picks he's got for us going into Sunday slate of games. Chris, take it away. Cheeseheads, I'm back over here in the corner, and I am so emotionally aggravated about the way that that Viking game ended. It forces me to start with this. You heard about it all day from Joe today, but the injured and the resilient Green Bay Packers are going to take down the star-studded Rams at 425 Eastern Standard. This will be a massive game for them, and I think it'll be a massive W. I've picked the Patriots almost every week, but I have to reiterate, this team is so good, so I just won't stop. They mollywopped the Falcons last week, they dropped the goose egg, and Kyle Duggar, who is the most recent controversial Bill Belichick pick, I think it was last year or two years ago, but he is just developing perfectly and silently taking down offenses from the linebacker and safety position. The Pats over the Red Hot Titans. Next... I have the Bengals over the Steelers. This is a little AFC rivalry that always gets chippy. I'm not a huge fan of the Steelers this year, and I like Joe Burrow a lot. They have a tough stretch of games coming up, so they got to start stacking Ws, and it begins with this one. Last, I have my lock of the week. My body tingles thinking about watching this game unfold on Monday night on national television. You heard about the problems. You heard about the infighting. All of it here first. You're just hearing about it now on national TV, but you heard about it all here first. And this will be the cherry on top of that. The Washington football team over the Seattle Seahawks. Have a good football Sunday, cheeseheads. Thank you, Chris. You heard it there, folks. Packers, Patriots, football team, Bengals. Those are his picks. And I know one thing. I know he's right about that first one. I can't speak on the rest of them. The man seems to have a method to his madness, but I know one thing is for sure, and that is the Packers are going to take care of business on Sunday. That's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Cheese. If you like the episode, of course, feel free to subscribe and comment and like the video, you'll find all of the past backlog of Weekly Cheese episodes on the YouTube channel, on the Spotify, at the Weekly Cheese, on all platforms. The Weekly Cheese.podcast on TikTok. Shout out to the TikTok followers. Surpassed 100 followers on the TikTok there with the Weekly Cheese account. Big milestone. Big milestone on Instagram. Passed 100 followers on the Instagram page. Little things to feel good about as we move towards the playoff and the home stretch here on the weekly cheese so much to look forward to right now that is Sunday's matchup against the Rams I'll talk to you next week everyone as always remember the cheese stands alone and go pack go talk to you next week peace come on pack green and
gold, time to win.